0: It is Saturday, the fourth of April, two thousand and twenty, and this is episode three hundred and seventy two of Digital Outbox. Guess we should be digital inbox now we're all in our little boxes can't go anywhere that is very true yeah hello ian uh, i i ain't registered domains <laughs> no has swapped all that over uh yeah so i think last time we spoke we said we weren't going to mention the virus um but as as is as is natural the tech firms and tech industry have kind of come on board in various different ways um and so this podcast actually is largely focused around um, te- ways technology is helping or not helping in this the, the kind of viral days that we are in
1: uh, yeah well since we last you know since we've last spoken there is proper you know UK lockdown yeah so it's not it's not um, it, it's just hard to avoid um, I, I, but the only news I think that's going to happen today is that Secure Starmer just been announced as Labour leader so that's <laughs> that's probably only non- God, that was no. still
0: going on, was it?
1: <laughs> it's it, it, funny enough that's felt longer than how much how much virus you know, we've had for the last six weeks. It's bizarre.
0: Yeah, yeah, bizarre, 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 bizarre. Um, yeah. So let's let's start. This is what the UK Watchdog for mobile phones or UK Phone Watchdog has said that it is allowable for the government to use. Phone data that, that I mean things like location um data from your phones to be used to aid in the you know preventing preventing the spread of coronavirus um now obviously that comes with interesting ramifications so theoretically they can request this information now that has come with the kind of the natural resistance of sort of privacy organizations uh, and just checking that there are some sort of boundaries around it so what we have seen is some really successful uh, approaches done in places like china who don't have these restrictions and do regularly use this kind of mobile data in trying to prevent the spread of this virus and, and also contact tracing now um and I, I think in um sort of career that's been extremely the contract tracing has been extremely useful. Because it means that people can be out in the wild without actually so much worry. Anyway, watchdog in the UK said we can start using that data, or the government can, um, to to, to help with this situation. But it's it, you know, it's an interesting privacy balancing act, I guess. Uh it is. Um so I know when China did, did,
1: did their app and they, and they ended up, you end up being colour-coded, you know, whether it was like, you know, if you're green, then you could go on public transport. Um, if you were red, you'd, you'd you'd been in some sort of contact with somebody who had, you know, you know had been found to be ill or found was a close relative or, a, you know, you'd been in the same shop. There was, there was all these different, you know, weighted measures that they were using to to kind of validate you as a person, whether you were... And whether and whether again, you know, so privacy watchdogs are obviously up in arms with some of this, but I think we are in a very different world right now, um, We're that kind of, you know, trying to track down, have you been in touch with somebody? Have you had close? You know, are you close to somebody that is you know, even physically? You know, have you been around somebody who is you know is symptomatic? It
0: it's is, one of it's those. To know. It's, it's one of those situations where the perfect set of data that you can get and the data that's available there could really help. The situation yeah so it could be it comes with tremendous upsides as far as the situation we're currently in uh, and how it can aid in that process but obviously it has the massive downsides in the long run against privacy of you know your person and you know tracking and all those kind of things that that again we moan we moan and, and berate china and, and places and all you know, countries like that for so it's such, it's such an interesting balancing act, I find, between that. you know it, it really will help, and in this case it's very useful, but if those practices and laws stay the norm going forward, then that is a big change in, say, how populations are controlled by, by government. And I'm very much,
1: and I think it's one of those, but I think probably a lot of people's opinions have changed recently, but I'm very much of the opinion that um, we should be using every tool available. Um, to help fight this, the the you know consequences of it are 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 pretty horrendous for people, and some of it can be avoided. And yeah, um, and and I just but but I think use every tool, but it needs to have the right legislation in place that says for this unique set of circumstances, we're in, you know, use Uh, these tools
0: as ever. So privacy, uh, uh, you know, you know, uh, advocates are saying fine we can totally you know we don't want to be the ones to just say blocker technology just but you know just because we have worries about it but they're saying it should have all those things that they've only ever asked for which is judicial oversight it has to have sunset provisions so that it's not uh abused going forward and there are timelines on this um and that it's only used for the purposes that that they're saying it should be used for, and that and that's the kind of triple the triangle of. Trust almost. I'm just making up words now, um, but it sounded good, didn't it? Um, I like that. What was the triangle of trust? I was actually drawing a circle with my finger as well, which didn't really make any sense. Um, but nevertheless, that, and that's kind of, they're saying keep to those kind of boundaries, and this is great. This could be a really good thing. Interestingly, the NHS is developing an app um, that will also do a similar thing. So this is almost like developing an app with them would be an opt in to this kind of surveillance so you can volunteer to download and install the app and report back your own symptoms on that app and then that app can use things like bluetooth technology who are with other people that are using the app to kind of do that same kind of contact tracing and give you your you should be isolating now you've come in contact with someone who has now been diagnosed as having having it or is is you know has developed symptoms of it um and the idea would there'd be if enough people use the app. So they're saying something if some like sixty percent of people who have phones use the app, you'd gain a kind of virtual herd immunity in a similar way that you do when people have got a vaccine or have been you know vaccinated against it if they've got the antibodies already, whatever. Um, so the idea is that you can use that app and that technology to say create that antibody in the society just by using this technology, which is again. A bonkers concepts but has been used successfully and proven to work um and maybe developing an app that people then volunteer their data for is a nice way around that privacy concern but would enough people do it and therefore is it effective or do you just give that blanket access to government to do it themselves and
1: this this it wouldn't use location data, so it was using Bluetooth. You know, so so that's why, I mean, as you point out, it needed that it needs a certain amount of people to do this. You know, if I'm the only person in my street to, to turn this on, it's pointless. Yeah. Um so that's the I guess that's the the challenge they're facing. You know, the the almost the more privacy focused version needs, you know, mass adoption and would people do it? But then we've seen you know, the vast majority of the UK are complying with you know the request right now. You know, yes, They've also their...
0: started installing similar sister apps that they're not NHS developed. Yeah, they're kind of third yep. party, if you like. Uh, unfortunately, they again come with the the fact that not enough people use them. Um, and I guess having one app that is centrally distributed from the NHS, that you know a well recognised central you know authority, that people may be more trusting of it
1: absolutely and i mean there was one that i installed just out of interest and it was a was it was it a startup called was it zoe and i think they've had partnerships with with uk government and nhs and it seems to, what they're trying to do with that is trying to predict you know so london's a hot spot right now but they're trying to predict where it's where where almost like centers are starting to bubble up but just because of this you know it's just unique characteristics of you know you know, 100 people could have it today, you know, on my street and not be showing any symptoms.
0: Yeah, not for another three or four days, yeah.
1: And then all of a sudden, there's a little hotspot, so they're yeah. trying to use, use data. So uh, uh, another interesting thing was Singapore have open-sourced their um, their version of their app. So they've open-sourced it and says, look, we, we think this worked for us. There's no point in us keeping this, you know, closed. Here's our algorithms. Here's how we ran it, you know, go and use it. And I think China have been sharing, you know, with UK, yeah. how they... You know, developed their app. So there's, I, 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 it goes back to me. There's, there's, there's tools there. Let's use them
0: when you're in a crisis i mean yeah my head's in the kind of similar place when you're in a crisis situation you do have to make these kind of decisions and yes it has impact but uh, you've got to trust that they will be reversed and put back in place once we're outside the other end
1: oh, look at look at the decisions you know the, the governments in uk have already made and yeah. huge huge fundamental changes to our lives and but businesses. as with
0: those decisions it's the same we, we consider that there is going to, there are going to be vast changes beyond when we're outside the end of the crisis there's still still going to be big ramifications and decisions and even people seeing that it you know it's not a black and white situation. You know, you can have a Conservative government that then, you know, does do massive loads of spending and it it's not the end of the world necessarily. It's just a different way of looking at things. Anyway, we'll see. Um so we've other seen mass as people are working from home on mass uh we're seeing massive use well and just people locked in their houses away from their families we're seeing mass adoption of new sort of video conferencing technology and zoom seems to be zoom and a house party and various other key apps out there seem to have just garnered a lot of attention um through the media because they're just snappy words i guess that that people are hooking into uh and there the zoom seems to seems to have really rocketed boom can we do that um Loads of people are using it now, and it's seen a massive expansion in its sort of you know what it's delivering now. Some little murmurs started coming out about you know hey Zoom's not got a perfect history here on privacy, Um, so all the media then sort of that bubbles to the top, and then people start digging in, and then there's there were there were reports around the MOD being told not to use it. We we saw a cabinet meeting um, being conducted via that uh, meeting, so Boris Johnson was heading that cabinet meeting using the zoom app and people then question well how secure is this software we're just we're shoving all this reliance in it but has due diligence been carried out especially given they've had a bit of a history before of um some privacy briefings now zoom came out kicking uh, and fighting saying hey we take this incredibly seriously and we're doing everything and our our site is you know our service is really secure um but slowly that has eroded now to a point where they've had to now come out and say right we're not releasing updates until all of our security holes that we know about already and are in there are kind of patched uh they've also seen some other things like there's more zoom bombing as people have called it where you, you can set up zoom rooms without passwords you used to be able to and they've had to block that because people were just joining uh, and and just doing the kind of nasty things human beings do when they're bored and left to their own advices and you know just putting obscene images into chat windows and you know it's just it's, it's not, not nice stuff anyway zoom has had to sort of fill those holes uh, and but we've seen sort of yeah it's, it's quite a lot of movement but they from their initial position of we are we're secure and you should trust us in every way there's been several other things come come forward recently
1: yeah, so i i so, it's always had a there's a, a whiff about it on the Mac, particularly because they used a kind of malware back to, to do the installs on on Macs, and that was all frowned upon. And um, but yeah, journalists have dug it. I mean, I mean the valuation of it it's valued now more than the entire U.S. airline industry. You know, so amazing, for a yeah. for a tech company just to just to boom like it has is amazing.
0: To 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 even just have the physical. Or uh, well, understanding enough to flex as much yeah. as it has in such a small amount of time is a technological feat that, that people you know shouldn't underestimate. Absolutely,
1: and um, but it didn't. So they said it was entered and encrypted. Found out it didn't. It was looking email addresses. So there's been a number of things that, and and again, there's this whiff around the mod. And and as you say, UK government using it, but their view was we had to we had to trade the risk versus we have to have a virtual cabinet session and what is the best technology we can use right now to quickly stand this up with a day's notice. Yeah. That was it. And um, they could plug into very disparate, you know, comm systems that each of the different departments are using because it's not all joined up and slick. So it's, I guess, trading that off. But, but I think they've done the right thing. You know, they've they've yeah. put their hands up and says, right, we're putting a freeze. And um, We've seen this morning, so because of some hangouts frustrations this morning, we've used Zoom for the first time today. Yeah. Um, it's working fine, but it needed a meeting ID. Whereas up until,
0: not a meeting ID, a password. So up until yeah.
1: now, you could just share a meeting ID, and anybody could join, like the, the Zoom bombing, as it was getting called.
0: Yeah, uh, they've had to do little things like remove Facebook SDK out of their application because the privacy policy no. never mentioned it. Things it's... like that. That was the first one that
1: was really nasty, because uh, people dug in, and it was, even if you don't have a Facebook account,
0: and even if you hadn't linked a Facebook account, it was sharing information with Facebook. It's it's the kind of thing that happens all the time, but because there's now this laser focus in their privacy policy, and what does it actually say, rather than people just clicking OK, which is what everyone in the real world does, um, you know, people are now finding these little bits. Again, it comes with that increased scrutiny, but... Yeah, they've they've made some changes. They've said they're going to develop the app to fix holes that they know about. Um, and like I said, they've put these temporary measures or these measures in place to, to password protect rooms and stuff like that. Um, but there you go. Um, we've seen broadband providers and phone carriers um, starting to lift data caps during our lockdown. Obviously, <clears throat> there's a massive, massive spike in internet usage as everyone is from home, especially to the, you know, I guess there's a lowering of internet usage in the business world, but there's certainly a heightening in in our kind of home markets. Uh, And the major carriers and and providers have um, sort of said that we're not going to, in a situation where someone either can't pay or is running out of data, they're not going to stop people being able to contact friends and family. So they have lifted those caps. They have.
1: Um, And to me, so I've always said, and, and fair enough, I'm an absolute geek, um, but I've always said broadband should be a utility, I, and and this this to me proves that you know more, more than ever in times of emergency, broadband is a utility, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think good that they've done this. Um, but it was it shouldn't have needed a you know a pandemic to kind of force this.
0: Well, um, I mean, I'm guessing people now who are paying for unlimited and versus people who are paying for just the standard broadband package. It's going to start getting resistance around that. That's the kind of thing you get in these situations eventually. It doesn't happen start away, straight away, but there'll be people saying, well, I'm paying 50 quid for my broadband but you can, for the, so I could have unlimited data. Now you've unlimited for everyone. So I want to go down to the standard package.
1: Uh, yeah, and, and just because you were to- touching on there that you know, people have moved to home and, and there's, a, you know, there's a fear the broadband networks won't cope with it. And... Well, the contention ratios are much higher in that environment. Absolutely. Um, what's interesting, so I'm just on the, the links. So links is the kind of major UK, you know, backbone that is all the big link exchanges that are around the country, particularly two in London are the big ones and then there's smaller ones across the rest of the country. Um, The biggest spike in the last month was Call of Duty coming out still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a huge spike around March the 10th and that was the release of Call of Duty Warzone. Madness. Um, so, so they're still actually, well below
0: that, so it shows they're still overhead.
1: It's actually quite telling when you look at it. It's fairly flat through the whole month. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe what's interesting is to look at a year rather than a month. Um, it just takes a little while to redraw these graphs. But the, the, the month of March, there's a little bit more.
0: Yeah. And I again, imagine though, even in, in the scale they're talking about, even a little bit more is is considerably more bits and bytes traveling through the network, so it's, it shouldn't be underestimated. But again, so long so as you the can pipes, it's
1: general are trend up, mm-hmm. you know, but a slow trend. And as you say, some of the
0: slow trend changes can be quite. You know, significant, significant when you if you start it'll be a, as soon as you hit a limit of some system somewhere in that whole network and infrastructure that's where suddenly everything drops off a cliff you know that's it, it's
1: actually more telling when you look at the two big London ones mm. so that's the ones that show they're kind of they're kind of bubbling out and then as March you can see a a kick up so there yeah. is a there is a difference definitely there's a difference
0: certainly the whole network is you know running under more strain with less resource to keep it running as well obviously with everyone uh, with the workforce being reduced but but this will be one that
1: i've I've watched with interest you know a a year from now you know are we we going to have a very different you know broadband infrastructure Mm -hmm. i I mean the the conservative government have basically nationalized so many industries at the moment bus train air everything you know is is a nationalized industry and um, I, uh, I
0: just we'll, we'll see where we get to but as as ever, it's not necessarily you know a nationalized industry doesn't necessarily give you the best of everything. So you, like yeah, no. uh, and in the you know on the background to how vital this service is, we are seeing interesting stories about uh, people's anti five G groups starting to uh, spread around Facebook and things like that. Um, Saying that, that, you know, this 5G technology is going to be the end of us all and is all part of this big conspiracy. So it's the kind of stand up conspiracy, but it's gaining attention and therefore it's gaining followers and it's causing disruption. And and workers are saying that they're facing abuse in the streets sometimes uh, when they're working on general telecoms based uh, industry work uh, and it's causing problems. Yeah, so
1: so yesterday was a there was a a mass in Birmingham, and and it looks like it was arson, um, and there was another one in Liverpool last night as well. So, so it's, it's and and these are, I I, mean, I didn't realise. I mean, I've I've heard it bubbling around the background about it, and I've seen I've seen like stickers around Glasgow, you know, saying 5 Gs killing us all." So some you know there is obviously active people, you know, believing this. The amount of Facebook groups that I found this morning just 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 dead easy to find. And there's uh, thousands of people in them.
0: I shared a, f- a joke on Facebook. before I, I read these stories and I had I no it. idea all this. And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" the it's not really very funny <laughs> now. The thing given is, that. it's now getting picked up by,
1: so this week Amanda Holbin was was linking to stories saying, "Is there truth in this?" So it's almost like giving credence uh, for to, for goodness sake, yeah. You know, and that and that's where it becomes dangerous. You know, and you go back to some of the look what we came out of with Brexit. You know, with, with the amount of scare stories that came out. And Anti, people talk about it, it anti-vaxing believable. all those kind of anti-vaxing things just another one it's you know so i i'd really do think that misinformation piece on social media we've touched on it you know time and time again something needs to be done about this because it needs to be you know better controlled and i don't i don't know how you know i guess it's back to almost like the privacy stuff we've talked about you can't stop people how... thinking
0: and questioning and they're allowed to think and question but it's it's if there's enough, uh, it's hard to you, you can't. I can't. I find it very difficult without getting angry. But yeah, uh,
1: and and it is. But but I think, and this is where there's a trade off. Where do the social media companies need to do something? The governments need to do something. as a legislation? it's and and you're right. You you should be able to question something. But at the same time, when it's ah. Uh, yeah ridiculous. exactly it's hard to, when, yeah, yeah how, it do, how do you define what's
0: ridiculous sometimes you know yeah. exactly some so things pers- in the past that have been ridiculous have been proven to be in, you know correct you know i, I agree you know,
1: and also what's running through my head is if you look at the last four weeks in the uk we seem to have shifted from the herd immunity to the right when you go lockdown we have seen america saying you know you need to wear face masks and, that, and and you know people in the uk are saying there's no evidence face masks helps you know mm. so there's who, who's right because yeah. you need to trust your experts and I, over the yeah. last month we are trusting experts
0: more think about experts and science as it moves and that's the, that's the thing isn't exactly. it you know and and that that causes people to question that expertise or science yet the whole point of it is that as you understand more then things move and change and shift and people don't like that and understandably don't like it because what they're told today and what they believe wholeheartedly they should be following it will change tomorrow um you know for for reasons or whatever but yeah additionally i guess there's a lot of stuff going on at the moment as far as trying to learn and understand all the sort of implications here and and things move so quick uh you know and you are going to have a a report over there which says yeah coughing and sneezing now is a six meter distance so our two meter distance isn't enough and therefore we should wear face masks uh which is exactly what's happened in america and they're following that now or rather weirdly they're telling people to do it but then their president's going yeah i'm not going to do it it's totally optional you just whatever <laughs> whereas and so maybe tomorrow we'll have the same you know thing and everyone in the uk will try and have to go and get a mask or whatever uh, yeah
1: I, I just think so so facebook as i said there's lots of Facebook groups and facebook's groups are really powerful you know, there's a, there's a local one started up here to support one of the shops for doing you know deliveries when people follow you know sprung out of nowhere. It's got like you know eighty four on it. All volunteering to you know go and do deliveries, etc. But then, but then you get all the crank groups that 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 something needs to be done. And so Facebook have deleted again. And you know Twitter talked about this you know last year, and Facebook talked about how they were going to start. You know if there was, if there was deliberately misinformation, they would do something. So the Brazilian president. They've actually yes,
0: they've, deleted some of his posts. So they've stepped out of their normal case, which is just leave it all to, to deal with itself. And they have deleted the Brazilian president's post, which was linked around a vaccine or a, a solution to that killed COVID-19. And he said it was working everywhere. And now Facebook had, you know, said, effectively, we had to remove this because that's not a true statement. Uh, and it can give false... Um, can give people false uh, sense false. of security. It's, yeah, it's a false oh, confidence. It's the uh, same.
1: It's mm-hmm. so the same worry around, like you know, like wearing a mask. Yes. I'm invulnerable if I wear a mask, and it's like you know, you're not. Yeah. You know, it's it's mostly a surface. At the moment, the science says it's mostly a surface picked up, you know, virus. Mm. You know, so the mask is probably you touching your face more. I mean, I saw it, it a guy in, in the queue in front of me yesterday, and he was gloved and masked. Yeah. He took his mask off and wiped his nose <laughs> on his glove and put the mask on yeah. and and that's like
0: that's not
1: helping anybody
0: it's done nothing you've actually made it worse because now you're holding it all in
1: yeah and well and also you've got you know so you then started you know doing yeah. that on these, and you're like but that's still on the surface of the glove which you're going to go in and touch everything yeah and really, that should have been a you know handkerchief, hanky. hanky you know, catch uh, we spoke. So,
0: we spoke the other day where you know pe- some people. It takes a long time for people to have natural reflex reactions to situations and get rid of old ones. And old ones would be yeah, take take the thing that's covering your nose so you can scratch your nose and then put it back again afterwards. It's, you know, it's, it's quite a natural reaction to scratch your nose or whatever, but it, it's hard for people to build it out. Yeah, anyway, no, it was interesting that Facebook took that decision to yeah. remove that post, um, given that they don't normally do that. Uh, and, you know, Twitter, we've seen Twitter and other and, and um, uh, Instagram and all those kind of things, sort of, they do remove posts when they feel, feel that it's necessary to, but Facebook, it, this is kind of the first big time that we've seen that really. Uh, we also see microsoft come out um sort of, this is the first non <laughs> non virus story really that we're covering here but they they've pinged up that they've they're changing their branding really around their um it used to be office 365 subscription so now they're turning it to microsoft 365 but they're also bringing the microsoft teams which is their kind of slack equivalent that kind of Cooperation and collaboration tool and messaging for that has been largely used in businesses so far, uh, and they're moving that for the for home users, uh, and they're kind of say it's a revamp. If you were on Office three six five, you're going to be moved across to the equivalent package in uh, Microsoft three six five, and you get you maintain all of your existing um, applications, but you would I think there's some additional around AI and and um, kind of writing and grammar correction and stuff like that. So, uh, think in... grammar
1: and, and words and in PowerPoint, it's going to AI your presentations, which just fills me with <laughs> dread.
0: Yeah. So they, I, I, yeah. Okay. I
1: think it's a smart move. I, I've already had an email through um, some office subscribers, so they have already had an email through saying it's changing, but you're you know it's it's not changing your products. We're seeing subtle changes already in iOS. So instead of this, you can still download like Word, Excel, PowerPoint, but they're encouraging you on the on on the phone anyway to download an Office app. And it's kind of hiding the apps. It's just more about content. Yes. So it's like you want me want your spreadsheet. Oh, I'll open side Excel. Yeah. You know, and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, smart.
0: And Teams, Teams is quite a you know, it's, it's a good product. So I've never, I've never actually used Teams. I know that you have. Um. And yeah, yeah. so that's coming home to home use as well. Um, I guess in in some situations Teams is strong for companies in that they can keep it all internal and they can they can run it sort of internally. But but Skype is part of Teams in business land, I, I understand. But but for the home use, they're going to keep with sort of this. They're not going to have that in, in bundled in.
1: And it's about sharing. It's about more sharing. Uh, you know, you've, if you're signed up, you get a terabyte of storage space and you can you know, you've got lots of email space, you can have little family things like sharing, you know, notes and sharing plans and sharing, you know, to-dos and
0: sharing shop Equivalent of a fridge and, with post-it notes. Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: that kind of thing. So, and I think they're realising more and more people are switching over to the I buy this for the family. You yeah. know, rather than me buying it and rather than every individual buying it, just buy it for a household. Yeah. Share that out. They get a Microsoft customer almost for life. It's a bit like the Google. You know, a- Gmail forced a lot of people to be Google customers.
0: Yeah 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 no it's and and, you know office applications were one of those things where people alone most people had it at one point it was starting to fade away but the subscription-based model and really that whatever it is 70 pounds a year suddenly people forget about it it's just a utility whereas if they released an application each year they knew they wouldn't get people buying into that and that would normally cost like double that so they've kind of they've just got the same money in a different way and it feels better for everyone so that's everyone's happy just don't have to worry about anymore just keeps updating itself. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The, the one the one that was interesting which doesn't apply to me although maybe i should manage my screen time is my microsoft family safety and yes. um, so this this is coming out and and basically brings together how much time somebody's spending on a, a pc on their on the you know, uh, um ios or android phone and also their xbox so it's pulling all that together and saying actually well it allows parents the ability
0: to lock that down and additionally it obviously lets them implement safety features which again for you and me doesn't really come into our daily lives but i know for for many parents it is an important aspect of of you know internet usage in general
1: and i think that the other little follow-up is skype still around so if you're sitting there saying am i am i going to get skyped out and is it changing skype's still there there's lots of people using it They, they quoted about how they've seen a yeah, two hundred twenty percent increase in Skype to Skype call minutes. Yep. Um, so not quite Zoom, um, but it must be really frustrating for them. Yeah, I bet it is, Yeah, but um, but there you go.
0: Uh, Microsoft Edge also got a uh, some tweak. They've got um. Uh, copy paste smart copy paste so if you copy say a table out of a website and you paste it somewhere it will maintain the sort of styling so it's not a uh, a mess on your page so we've seen that some from from some other browsers before they've got a password monitor just to check that you haven't been your password's not out in the wild and hacked Uh, and they're also using vertical tabs um, which is an interesting addition i've not actually used the new version of edge yet to find out but that's an interesting concept
1: so i and I'm, I'm i'm maybe i'm weird i always for for years and years see when monitors went wide i moved my start menu to the, the left my hand side, yeah. to the side it just yeah. that's what makes sense to me and it does but make almost, sense you right but almost anybody that either uses
0: my work laptop
1: <laughs> or has to like re- remote in where's so your
0: launcher in where's it gone
1: well, we've got all sorts of people, you know, the, you know, so if you need, like, some tech support, they'll remote in. Yeah. And the remote in and go, oh, I hate people like you. <laughs> and it's like, I just can't find anything. And it's like, as I say, just rotate it.
0: But it's the same thing. It's not, it it's goes completely against all of your natural it, muscle memory. Like and, and
1: I'm guessing, especially for these guys that are 95, 96, 98% of the people that they go and work with, it's the same start menu in the same place. So you're and having
0: it like, like you're having inverted sticks on your Xbox controller. God. Uh, no, but that's
1: sensible. What's going on there? That know. is sensible. So no, know. the vertical tabs, I think, is quite smart because the tabs, you know, your, your browser for oh. me is longer.
0: A website never has a restriction on width. It's always on length. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I just like the vertical tabs and, yeah, and, nice. and uh, Edge. Edge is really, really good browser.
0: Okay. I might go and have a, just a play around with it just for, for the sheer heck of it. Uh, Apple. Uh, has decided to buy dark sky this is uh, a hyper local um weather app and it it was kind of one of the first ones and gathered some some good momentum but apple have acquired it and they're going to shut it down for android so and they're also shutting down another really important aspect of it which was this API a lot of people hooked into it because you could go and query its APIs uh, and use it and integrate it into your own applications or websites or whatever you wanted to do uh, and they're going to they're stopping new signups for that and they um yeah they're preventing they're not saying what the future of the API holds but they have said from July android tough, you can't use it anymore uh, and it's it just seems it, in this world where even Microsoft is releasing everywhere and pushing out, to, you know, it just seems such a backward thing to do that this great service that everyone loves, and now you're just gonna you're gonna poke it away into a little corner and, you know, and and hide it from everyone. It absolutely sucks, you mm-hmm. know. And and we, we were taught about it. I can't remember which night it was,
1: and I was like, "It's gone, Chris. It's gone for you as an, an Android user." Which uh, yep. which and. I like Dark Sky. You know, I really, it, it's I, I like the hyper local bit of it. You know, if I'm, uh, you know, when I was running more and and especially with the walking, you know, it it, it gave me windows. It's great of for opportunity. motor racing. Well, it just it just gave me windows of opportunity to go. Right, if I do my walk at two o'clock today, I'm going to be pretty much dry. Or, tire tire
0: choices in the paddock very important. You look at that, yeah, you can see you oh, know. it's going to sprinkle in yep. twenty minutes. That's going to be halfway through my race. That's an important decision.
1: I just think this sucks. You know, I really, really, really. I think a really poor move from Apple. Sure, sure, good for them from their whole platform.
0: Yeah, of course. But but that but that just seems reversing away from the direction of travel. Uh, that that's going back to old Apple ways or old industry ways rather than yeah, future looking. They still looking.
1: do that. I mean, they, they, of course they a, do. Yeah, I mean the, the AR platform that they're pushing. I mean, they, they bought the market leader two or three years ago and um, just killed it instantly for so many companies
0: and that's kind of it. it just and it also squishes that innovation and also it squishes the speed of development because when a company like apple comes along and says right we're going to integrate you in it takes time you have to integrate into a whole load of other things because it's a full end to end stack that you didn't you know didn't imagine before so everything changes everything slows up and you just lose some of that freshness um so it's a shame but there you go um amazon prime is now allowing you to buy do in-app rentals and purchases on your kind of ios devices whereas before they haven't been doing it in-app on those devices because of the 30 percent uh apple tax or the in-purchase you know increase uh they decided they, they've they now reversed that decision. We, it's not clear whether there's been a an agreement somewhere or whatever but but now you can go and get your prime video content directly from within your iphone uh, and the prices remain the same so they haven't done the kind of spotify thing of increasing the cost just because you're on an ios device
1: i think there's certain partnerships have got in place i mean there's lots of wiffy rumors around netflix as well um that you know they've done deals that aren't open to me and you you know yeah. if people are wanting to do it
0: Size matters, kind of thing.
1: Uh, and and remember, remember for for probably what two three years there was hot. You know, you couldn't get Amazon Prime on the Apple TV. Yeah. Amazon wouldn't sell the Apple TV. And then there was all and then and obviously Apple have had to change with them bringing out their own streaming platform. Yeah. I think this is the probably that last bit of it now to to, to fall. Oh, you place. want to come on
0: our platform, do you? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. let's have a think around that, shall we? <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. sure I'm sure that's be that's they're all sitting with the bargaining chips, aren't they? They're all yeah. sitting there going, "Do you want that? You need to give us this. Yeah. And it sounds like we're seeing that. But like like you say, it's um it's a bit galling for some people who still have to pay the thirty percent fee. It's it seems like an un, unfair marketplace, or at least maybe moving to a bit more like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure
1: there'll be some um monopolies commissions looking at, you know, why are these deals getting done and like as you say, why can't Spotify get that and why can't others get that?
0: We have had the uh, 16th annual BAFTA Games Awards. Um, it was all run sort of digitally. Um, and we've had the announcement of what is the best digital game going at the moment. So I'll give you a drum roll. What was it, Ian? It starts with Outer. Ooh. Two big... Con- uh, is Outer Worlds and Outer Wilds. I remember there's probably others. <laughs> uh, there probably is. But outer, outer Wilds wins best game of the year. There you go. Uh, I I have had little play of Outer Wilds. Uh, I literally sort of downloaded it. It's on Game Pass, if you're uh, Game Pass access. And interesting concepts. I didn't have enough time to put into it to sort of really delve in, but I can see the direction it's going in and I can see how it's got quite a compelling sort of narrative going on so yes it kind of leaves you free to do what you want and it's it is a bit of a game of discovery and so and and it got really good reviews
1: and the reviews usually don't spoil it so that's why we're not talking too much about it here and i've downloaded it and just not tried it so i need to in this in this time of sitting in in my Mars, um i need to give it a go
0: and it's definitely something out of the normal um so that that's that's a nice thing as well it's not you just you know go pick up and shoot and do this that and the other it's, it's you know it's nice to think about games in different ways so that's quite great
1: yeah, a couple other shows just Dis- Dis- disco elysium and um, picked up you know a couple of, in fact picked up three awards um and it got a lot of good reviews as well and a couple other ones that jump out as you know multiplayer was apex legends maybe mm-hmm. not a surprise because they are trying lots of new. they're a juggernaut things.
0: yeah and they've yeah. yeah all sorts going on there
1: um, Sayonara Wild Harps you know, and again, it's it's one of those you can play it in like an hour, hour and a half, and it's a was well, well, stunning, compact game, um, an Untitled Goose Game, best yeah. family game.
0: There you go, and again, that's another um, sandboxy type game, Qu- clever again in its concept, different from anything we've seen, and a bit like fun and friendly as well. It's yes, yeah, cool. It's nice to see some different games becoming. A part of that kind of awards rather than the kind of yearly re- reruns absolutely there you go we've got to the end um and we haven't yet had our zoom cut off time so <laughs> that's probably happening very soon so let me just say uh if you want to find out more about us and what we do is digitaloutbox.com is our website info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to speak to us and we're on twitter as digitaloutbox. i'm on twitter as cheesy uk ian what about you
1: twitter street website com.
0: Thank you very much. Stay indoors, save lives, help the NHS, all that jazz. Thanks, and we'll talk to you again soon. Goodbye.
1: Stay safe, all. Goodbye.